Crown Without Jewels, written by Ryan Duncan and read by Stephen Sanders. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Like most kids who grew up in church, I was enrolled in Awana the moment I had the ability to memorize John 3.16. Not that I'm complaining, I enjoyed the evenings of games and Bible stories. However, like every Bible club for small children, Awana had its share of speed bumps. One such bump appeared during a lesson where a young woman was sharing her testimony. She had just finished telling everyone the story of how her grandfather accepted Christ on his deathbed when a hand shot up in the back of the audience. Does this mean we can do whatever we want for as long as we want and say we're sorry before we die? asked the child. I can vaguely remember the look of panic that came into the woman's eyes when she discovered her class was trying to cheat the system. Torn between theology and a group of minors, she opted for the easiest answer. Well, yeah, God will forgive you if you ask him. Then reaching down in her jacket, she pulled out a tiny crown pin reserved only for the best children in the club. But it also means you have fewer jewels in your crown when you get to heaven. I'm not bothered that our leader chose to use this explanation. It's hard to describe the grace of God to a room full of third graders hopped up on gummy bears. What does bother me is the number of adult Christians who still believe this idea to be true. Many Christians will take statements like this and present them as proof of their superiority. One might be, I grew up in a Christian household. Or another one might be, I accepted Christ when I was only seven. They use it as proof that the older person who just gave their life to Christ is somehow second class. Thankfully, Jesus didn't see it that way and said as much in the parable of the vineyard. Matthew 20, verses 10 through 16 says, So when those came who were hired first, they expected to receive more. But each one of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These men who were hired last worked only an hour. And you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, I'm not being unfair to you. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the man who was hired last the same that I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be the first, and the first will be the last. It doesn't matter if you spend your entire life ignoring God or trying to build a stairway to heaven. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of Christ. But when we accept Him as our Savior, that all changes. Regardless of how old we are or how we've spent our past, the whole wonderful point of grace is that it cannot be earned. How else could it be called grace? Intersecting Faith and Life Remember to be humble and show understanding to others. We are all on a journey to know God, so love others as He would love them. For further reading, Check out Romans 6, verse 14.
You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size. Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compared To You podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared To Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit lifeaudio.com to listen and subscribe.